In old school games, life is cheap. Don't be a dope. Bring your pole, oil, and rope. And try not to go down in a heap. Hi, Rob. This is Liren from Updates from the Middle of Nowhere. I just listened to your most recent episode, and I really hope that things work out okay at work. That sounds so incredibly frustrating. Oh my gosh. You're staying awfully calm about it. I'm impressed. I'm really sorry that's happening. Of all the things that can happen, messing with a person's livelihood, ugh, it is the worst. I really like your podcast, and I look forward to you getting back to it. Have a good one. Hey Rob, I'm sorry to hear that your friend lost her job and I hope that you don't lose yours. I hope work went well today or as well as it could be. Ah, that's not to say all that. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Down in the Heap podcast. I'm your host, Rob, the OSR Anchorite Adept, podcasting to you live from beautiful Northeast Minneapolis. Yeah, I've taken a little bit of a hiatus lately. And at the top of the show, I had some uh, kind messages from Liren and Ivy the Happy Whisk, and also had a call from Froth and some other email and Discord inquiries about what's going on and stuff. So thanks, everyone, for checking in on me or wishing me well and all that. Um, the job's still going. I uh, pretty much had to threaten to quit to, to uh, get what I want, or maybe better said, to avoid the kind of shackles they wanted to throw on me. I guess it wouldn't have been such a big deal had I been actively trying to attain employment with them. You know, I wouldn't have liked all the strictures and conditions, but I probably would have gone ahead and agreed to it. But this was totally different. I didn't have any say in this takeover. I didn't ask them for a job. I felt more like I was being traded in uh, like the major leagues or NHL or something. And yeah, I didn't have any choice. So, but they caved, so I'm still there. I don't really have a whole lot of... Uh, ambition anymore. <laughs> Frankly, I didn't have a whole lot to begin with, but now it's uh, kind of feeling like next to zero. So I don't know if this is actually going to work out or not, but yeah, that's all. You know, it's a job, right? They call it work for a reason. Um, it would be great if I could ever do something that I actually love and look forward to going in or feel like I'm making some big difference or something, but I think those kind of jobs are few and far between and count yourself lucky if you've got one. I've never had anything like that, at least nothing that, you know, I was uh, even somewhat eager to go to work. It's always been just a necessity of life and thankfully that's getting near the end, hopefully. Um, not that I want to race to the end of my days, but 
it will be nice to finally be able to retire at some point. Hopefully I can do that. <laughs> anyway, um, that's enough of job talk. The other thing, though, that it kind of did for me was put the mirror up in my face and realize how much I had started to rely on this phone and, you know, hanging out on Discord and listening to podcasts and doing my podcast and just kind of surfing the net in general. And, I mean, there's nothing wrong with all that stuff as long as it's not interfering with other things in your life. And I kind of felt like I was maybe doing too much of that kind of stuff. And so rather than reading or watching baseball or getting outside or, heck, working on my own role-playing game stuff, I was instead listening to other people talk about it a lot. And while that's entertaining and can provide a lot of ideas, it also was kind of keeping me from doing some of that stuff. So I kind of made a deal with myself that I'm only going to listen to podcasts and do all that stuff when I'm doing something else like driving, commuting, um, doing chores around the house or other tasks that, you know, I don't have any choice but to, to do. And the, and the podcast will just be some background stuff that I'm listening to. Um, so I'm not listening to nearly as many podcasts as I used to. And this, at the same time that it seems like the amount of podcasts in the Anchorite sphere has ballooned up. Um, it's impressive how many podcasts have popped up and some of them are, are quite good. Uh, I guess I've taken a kind of just listening to half a dozen that I really enjoy. I, I never miss an episode. And then, um, some others that I'll just kind of binge listen to four or five or something when, when I get a chance and, uh, just kind of rotate those or, or cherry pick episodes that look like they're a subject that I am really interested in or something. So anyway, also I had a call from Rich at Cockatrice Nuggets. So let's go to Rich. Hey Rob, I love that experience points episode you did. And I'd love to see that chart you read off on the back or on the, the end of your episode. Um, if you don't have it written down anywhere online, I can, of course, uh, just uh, listen to the episode again, copy it down by hand. But it sounds like it'd map over to my, um, my not experience points, but, um, wow, I can't even think of the word, factions right now, kind of uh, levels for factions. It sounds like it'd map over really good, so I'd love to see it. Talk to you later. Hey, Rich, thanks for calling in. Yeah, that um, I'm not really familiar with faction play so much. I, I think I, I read a little bit about those aspects in the 5e books and yeah I think that that chart might work all right for that or you know tracking uh, a character's status within a faction or something those different tasks or things might might be helpful I don't know um so the best place to look would be at my halberds and henchmen website and that is just halbirdsandhenchmen.wordpress.com and that's all spelled out. Um, there's a tab there called Docs and you can look at the different rule sets, the, 
the thing that you're talking about is in the redshirt edition rules. It's one of the last pages, so like in the 50s or something like that. And yeah, check it out. Anyone else that wants to look at those things, um, it's all there in the, under the doc section. There's also some campaign recap notes. This is all from, wow, I, I guess it's probably a couple of years ago now. Uh, there's a coroner's report tab that tracked all the different deaths within the barrel maze in that campaign. Uh, there's some maps, some other tabs for some of the different players where we were kind of logging some of the stuff we were doing. Uh, yeah, it's a fun little website. Check it out if you're interested. I also did another game system called Pike Shot and Spell that's a take on the pike and shot era in Europe, so like the 15th, 16th century, when with tight formations of pike and musket, and then of course I added magic to it, and it's in a lot of ways uh, the into the odd system with some maze rats and uh, sharp swords and sinister spells, especially for the magic portion, kind of bolted on there. And uh, I intended it to be kind of a age of exploration game where the PCs would be setting out towards the, well, Western Hemisphere and um, finding things that weren't what Columbus and the other explorers found. You could pretty much do whatever you wanted as a, as a GM there. Uh, maybe, maybe Atlantis is still there, the remnants of some empire that belonged to Atlantis, maybe... Um, some creatures of myth and legend occupy the, the area, but I thought it would be fun to have a, a game that had magic and gunpowder and was rooted in history but didn't need to follow history because you know, you're venturing away from the old world into the new, uh, or other world as I called it. And yeah, if, if any of you want you know, some of the PDFs or anything that I'm talking about during the podcast of stuff I created or whatever, you can always drop me a line at the down in a heap podcast at gmail.com. And if I have your email, I can certainly send over anything that you're interested in. Uh, Seems like a lot of the OSR anchorites lately have been talking about non-gaming related things and especially movies have been subjects of of episodes lately i know joe at the not so wondrous imaginings podcasts had talked a lot about different movies and tv shows that he was trying to he was canvassing the other listeners to create some kind of big list of things that his young younger gamers that he's playing with now should look at to uh, kind of have a, I don't know, a core of, of movies that are inspirational for, for D&D or other old school games and stuff. And then I know uh, Froth has done some top three Tuesdays with movies and Ivy the Happy Whisk uh, did a top five, I think, movies. Um, I think there might be some other people that have been talking about movies and stuff too, but yeah, movies are something that I, I like many people, really enjoy. I'm kind of a, 
a fan of old movies, um, and especially film noir and mobster movies and stuff. Um, so I, I thought I'd just kind of dip my toe into the topic as well. Maybe I should just call this, I don't know, (laughs) rip off Wednesday (laughs) for topic ideas. But, um, part of the trouble is, you know, the movies that you want to watch are so dependent on the mood you're in at the time. So, you know, if I wanted to watch, if I was in the mood for a Western, you know, one of those would be my top movie at the moment. If I was in the mood for a comedy or sci-fi or drama or a war movie or whatever, it's all, all these different things. So it's really hard for me to narrow down what my like top five movies would be or something of all time. Oh, I mean, I, I just jotted down a bunch of movies here that I love. And these are things that, um, you know, if I'm surfing around on the, on cable and I see one, I almost invariably will stop and watch it. And there are some movies that fall into that category too, that I term more like a guilty pleasure where I don't really think it's a great movie, but if it's on, I'll, I'll watch it. Um, so that I don't know that if there's a difference between an entertaining movie and a great movie. Um, I don't know. Bottom line is it doesn't really matter a whole lot if you like it. Um, but here's the, the, I don't know, the 20 movies in there. I could probably, if I thought about it more, there'd probably be more I could add to this list that at some time or another, I, depending on when you ask me, um, would be among my top five and maybe I'll narrow it down here after I list them. But The Godfather, this is in no particular order. The Godfather, The Godfather 2, Goodfellas, Shawshank Redemption, The Maltese Falcon, The Big Sleep, Double Indemnity, Jaws, Alien, Blade Runner, Master and Commander, The Guns of Navarone, Unforgiven, Rear Window, The Mummy, and I'm talking the Boris Karloff version, On the Waterfront, The Creature from the Black Lagoon, The Original Frankenstein, Casablanca, and The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. You'll notice I, I don't know, for some reason I don't have any comedies in there. I think comedy is one of those things where you really, for me, I have to be in the mood for comedy. You want to watch it. And, uh, I mean, I don't get me wrong, I love a good comedy. But nothing is probably, to me, more personal than a comedy. It's, uh, you know, if I love Mystery Science Theater 3000, for instance, and some other people think it's, you know, a really stupid show. and It's just, what strikes you as funny is so different for different people but boy if if you put an ultimatum to me and said I could only choose five from this list I guess um, as of June 19th 2019 my top five in no particular order would probably be The Godfather The Maltese Falcon 
Jaws. Oh, this is tough. Guns of Navarone. And Double Indemnity. I love those movies. If you haven't seen any of them, I can't imagine people haven't seen The Godfather or Jaws. Um, but, you know, if you haven't seen some of those older movies or something, give them, give them a watch. One of the things I like about movies is when they really go in, you get a feel for a, a little cast of characters. I don't like, well... I don't like as much movies that have this huge cavalcade of characters and uh, an enormous cast. But I also don't like movies as much when there's just one or two people that are are the primary people. You can get away with it a little bit. Like a, a movie like Rear Window, really there's only a few people that you uh, get to see. But then, of course, there's all the people within this this courtyard that Jimmy Stewart's watching. Um, and even though they don't have any dialogue, really, or anything, you, you kind of get a feel for who these people are just by him having this voyeuristic kind of watching their daily routines and stuff. Um, but a movie like Jaws, where you get to know... Quint and Chief Brody and Hooper and uh, Brody's wife and the mayor of Amity and and stuff. That's all these really fun characters. The Maltese Falcon, where it's Sam Spade and and then uh, Sidney Greenstreet and Peter Laurie and um, it's yeah I don't know. They all I love using characters from movies to uses a template for NPCs and thing. I'll just make a note next to a character uh, to an NPC's uh, stats and stuff in a game and I'll just put the fat man from the Maltese Falcon and I know exactly you know like what kind of mannerisms Sidney Greenstreet had, the way he spoke um, and the way he looked in the movie and so it's really easy for me to recount or act like that character. And I'll even do it from time to time, like for my PCs. I always thought of my, I've mentioned before, my one of my last long-running characters was Elijah Pitts, this South Carolinian bootlegger. And I thought of him as William Powell from The Thin Man. So he was this kind of debonair drunk who... Uh, he was pretty cowardly unless he had uh, had been liquored up and stuff. Um, and it was kind of a running gag that he'd either run away or if he was three sheets to the wind, then he'd almost like go into berserk rage if he uh, was facing down some, some no, ne'er-do-wells. But uh, yeah, movies uh, along with books provide so much inspiration and I don't, I think it's uh, really easy to overlook some that maybe don't fall into the right genre. If you'll notice, my top 20 list doesn't have anything that I'd call fantasy. And only a couple that you could maybe, I mean, just Blade Runner and Aliens that, or Alien, I should say. Aliens is also a great movie, but 
um, that are sci-fi or anything. Most of these things are dramas, but, or, uh, I guess the the old, uh, universal monster movies too, but don't be afraid to, to look at other movies for inspiration for your game, even if it is fantasy or whatever, they're easily translatable in a lot of ways. And if you do that, the players don't pick up on it so easily. I don't think, uh, you can run like the, a storyline background for, from some old detective movie or some old mobster movie. And, uh, and a lot of the players first haven't seen some of these old movies and second, um, because it's a different genre won't, I don't think pick up on it nearly as quickly as they would if you're trying to, uh, use the storyline from some popular fantasy or sci-fi series or something, but maybe I'll delve down deeper into these. I thought about doing like a marquee Monday and doing, uh, just talking about movies from specific genres. So that might be something I look into, but until I talk to you again, don't go down and eat.